Welcome to This Is Football. Bienvenidos a This Is Football. I'm feeling so good today. I'm feeling so good today, boys. So good. It's Tuesday. My boy Renier had a little soccer game today. I'm going to be visiting. Yep. I'm going to be visiting Draft Peak Stadium for the first time this Saturday. Oh, my God. My heart. You have no idea. My heart. They're going to open the doors for you? I hope so. The doors for you? I'm, I'm going to show up. I don't know if they're going to open them or not, but I'm going to show up. You're lucky you don't have to show ID because if they see your name there, oof. Yeah. But let me tell you, man, my heart has been beating since yesterday, Monday. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for Inter-Miami seasons to start. It's 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 really, it's game day. You know, let's get into the topics of the day. All right, let's do it. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's get to let's it. Let's do it. So the first topic of the day, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, the moments of the week so far. We're going to talk about Champions League recap of today's games. We had uh, some interesting games today. We'll do some oh. MLS power rankings. We really have to talk about that? We do, yeah, man. Bro. Unfortunately. So we we got to do it. So, And then we're going to have our special guest on uh, Marcelo Balboa. We'll be on with Eta. us a little bit later All today. Right. So, All right. Uh, yep, I know a lot of you guys are excited for that one. So, Man, we, we better get some questions. We better get some questions from people for this guy because – he was a big player. Absolutely. Work a player, really. playing Liga MX, playing MLS. That guy yeah. uh, is part of the one of the, the 90s, man. The 90s. 90s. And MLS was born. You know I'm excited. Game week, yeah, game week. Let's do it. Let's do it. MLS is back. Nico, come on, man. Good, good song there and everything. It was yeah. a good one. It was a good one. But let's get into the moments of the week because we have yeah. a busy, busy show to get to. So I'm going to lead off this week because my moment of the week has to do with uh, with our very own Renier Rorty Rodriguez. Um, he made his appearance today, you know, his debut on the drive uh, pink pitch, playing for DeAndre Yedlin's pink team there. There you go. There oh, you see him. Right. You know, I was talking him up. I was talking yeah, him up. Gonzalo Wayne is back? Can we say that? Gonzalo Wayne is back. It looks like it. He got a little bit of trim on the beard there, but it looks like it looks like Pipita's back, eh? No, I put a bloqueador. I need a little bit of sunblock. Right there, right there. Good. Dude, right there, you look just like Wayne, man. Oh. Come on now. Yeah, absolutely. It, it looks it look, honestly, it looks like the game was going on last year. Look, there's no fans and everything. It's oh, crazy. Oh, oh low blow, blow, man. That's a low blow. Come on. And you try to go to the stadium. I was too? I was there today and for week one, there's a lot of excitement around. Uh, I'll get into I'll get into what we talked behind the scenes with the uh, coaches, with players and everything else. But uh they're hype, man. They they believe that they can uh we're not in their year, Osorio. We're not talking Madrid then. But uh, yeah, they, they wanna they, they wanna take all that criticism and putting them very low on the table and use that as a motivation. But I'll I'll get more into it later. All right. So that's my moment of the week. And 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 for most of you that um that didn't know, like I said, Lanier took part in that soccer game today, and um he got some a lot of fun. The, eh? a, a lot, lot of fun. fun yeah, and he got some you. behind the, the, the behind the the scenes stuff to tell us. So that's what I'm yeah. most excited to hear. First of all, let me tell. Congrats, Inter Miami, for an amazing media day. Uh, we did some one-on-one -on -one interviews uh, uh, for a network uh, we work and uh, talked to Neville, DeAndre, Jetling, Clark, uh, Stefanelli. I, I think Stefanelli is going to be good. He likes the city. Uh, and um, But uh, organization-wise, today, the media day game and everything, it was uh, 10 points. It was really good. Uh, everything they did, uh, welcoming, giving us uniforms. Actually, here it is. Oh, oh! There it is. Technically, technically, this is a player-worn jersey because I played <laughs> in this jersey, so it's player-worn. So, can so we, we we could probably get that signed and, uh, and give it out to yeah, yeah, do a little so giveaway to the fans. Yeah, yeah. A, look, it says un, un, libertad para soñar. 
So it's a really good jersey. I like it. I like the other team was uh, was wearing La Noche. Uh, they lost 3-1. Our team won. Wasn't expecting I mean, anything best. I predicted it. I told Tommy. I told Tommy uh, Yedlin's team was going to win. I said Rolfi was my MVP, sleeper for the MVP. Um, and and rumor has it you were the only one who uh, who, who who did a nutmeg. So that, that that's what I heard. We there were a couple. We'll give you a shout out to Ramses. Ramses uh, did a nutmeg too. Uh, we got uh, uh, Rodrigo was a really good player in our team. Uh, Jenny Chu too. Uh, we had a, a couple uh, a really really good players, really good team. It was 13 versus 13, so it was uh, it was a lot of people on the, on the field, but it was good. It was a lot of fun, and the players taking into consideration more Neville. Neville was the one that actually said it first. Uh, Rances was interviewing him and asked him, uh, you know, a lot of experts, pundits, and whatnot, have you 13 and under? And he's like, yeah, I reckon that. And uh, we're taking that into motivations. We have it in the locker rooms. We have it uh, in our offices. We, we we take that not as a criticism, but as a fuel into getting into the season. So Yetlin said it too. Uh, Joseph is really happy. I, he's focused. He he looks – he's past Atlanta. He is focusing on Miami. He wants to score. He wants to play. Uh, and – Campana too. Campana said that Pizarro is a very good, uh, uh, a strong voice within the locker room, which surprised me a lot. So uh, the team has, voice. A, yeah. Uh, and uh, Neville said about Pizarro too that Pizarro is not the same Pizarro we saw when he came and wearing number ten. This Pizarro is a little bit different, more mature, uh, more for the team. So taking in consideration also what uh, Tony Kerki told us last week from. Uh, from the friendly that he got, he got to to watch. Uh, let's see. We'll see week one how it turns out, and it's a really good team. And and we'll see. But uh, the guys are at least fired up. I'll give you that much. Well, I'm fired up, man. I'm fired uh, up. You oh, saw. I I saw you. I saw you. Yeah, Nico, I've been lighting Nico, up our chat. I've been lighting day, up right? our chat all week. So uh, day by day, day by day, guys. We'll we'll talk know, about man. it. We'll, I know we'll talk about it later, but man. I think those power rankings, MLS power rankings, they're kind of right on the East Coast. But we'll talk about that later. We'll, we'll see him. We'll see. We'll see. But let, let's get into your moment of the week, Rolfi. Uh, it's, it, it's a good one. Yeah. Play it. Um, you know, after a while now, you know, I have my, had my injury and stuff. So, so like, yeah, um, I'm happy with the goals. I'm happy with the win today as well. It wasn't... Uh, this uh, is... Uh, this is a player from uh, Watford. His name is uh, Sema. He's a Swedish uh, midfielder. He scored two goals in the victory against West Brom, but that's not the highlight of the interview. Why not? He he has a stutter, but he took the courage and to get in front of Mike, doing the post-game interview with the uh, channel of the Watford team, and decided to go on. and And I think it takes a lot of courage to to show up and and. Uh, tackle those type of problems I, I then again it's, it's just a it's not a problem that you have to you have to hide it's something i think what he did is great it's something that everybody should uh, take pride into if we if there's something to show and do it and and also um don't don't hide from it and uh, i think that's really great it shows a lot of leadership uh, for the Watford team and he scored two goals what a great way to make viral and and bring more attention to the team and to him yeah yeah, definitely. It's a great story. But yeah, I think it was a great moment. There's another player to suffer, very famous one, James. So uh, under control. And uh, and I think it was great. Mm-hmm. All and right. Nico, what about you? All right. Let's do mine. Producción. Let's do this. Press play. I think Carlo thinks the tie is over. And I think it as well in the moment, but in three weeks. So it is in these moments. The closer you get to the game, the bigger our chances. The bigger our chances. The bigger our chances. That's my moment of the week, guys. Oh, we know it's coming here. We, now, had, we had a we had a rough, rough game today. Uh, I, I know that we're going to get to that later, but I feel very, very embarrassed and disappointed about this team. A team that has 
played at the most elite level for over six years. A team that has brought up a bunch of World Cup players. And we show up at home to Real Madrid winning the tie 2-0 in the first 15 minutes. And get outscored by five goals afterwards. Jurgen, club, the tie is over, mate. Over. We shouldn't even show up to Madrid. As a matter of fact, some there's some players in Liverpool that should, frankly, quit. It's embarrassing the way they perform today. That's all I got to say. I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but I'll give my point of view about the game. I was driving back, but I had it. Uh, and I was listening to it, and it was just goal, goal, goal. <laughs> Bro, I think that the the Allison mistake on Vinny's goal, that's where you guys just went all just plummet. Just I don't think I don't think I don't think that was the moment. I think every single five goals were the moment. Uh I think the team didn't get outplayed because I don't think that Liverpool got outplayed. No, second, second half you didn't exist. Well well, yeah. You can say that after the fourth goal. Well, don't, and, and don't get me wrong. That's the first time Liverpool gives up five goals uh, at home. Uh, in, yeah, in but international the, play, right? In over in over seventy years. Yeah, but this uh, this this season in all competitions, at least seven teams have scored three or more goals against Liverpool. Yeah, and we know their defense has been absolutely absolutely terrible. So, yeah, um, and there's there's, there's players no... like Virgil Van Dijk went from best center back in, in the world to. Man, I don't think I want you on my team to play in the park tomorrow. Right. You know, right, right, uh, right. You know um, the the players this season are taking a lot of criticism, but I think that th there's got to be a point where you question sometimes what club does, you know, during games. And to me, this is one of the games that is going to take his legacy as a manager uh, because uh, he just didn't have any reaction into the game. But what? How can you react? Do, I mean, do something as a coach. Try to fix your defense, you know? you The first four goals were absolutely errors from yeah. the same exact player, which is Joe Gomez. So I don't know why Joe Gomez started instead of Matip, to be honest. Because of I mean, speed against it, Vinicius? It, it was probably because of that. It was probably because of the speed that Vinicius can create, and especially, wow. because, especially because you have a player like Trent Alexander-Arnold that, you know, lacks defensive duties. Uh, he's more of an offensive guy. Yeah, but Matip is a uh, better defender. But not faster. Doesn't matter. I think on, I think I think the I think on paper it, that was well played, but at the end of the day, you know, I'll give you the I'll give you the best example. The way. Barcelona, how the, do they play against Real Madrid? They put Araujo. Araujo is not the fastest player. Araujo is Araujo... not, not the fastest player. But it's the smartest player to to uh, and when it's covering on the one v one. So either you go smart or you go fast. At, at the end, speed is not going to get you to cover. Okay, to cover ground, but not cover a player. If no, you're smart about it, no, no. But but you're comparing you're comparing a Rolls Royce, which is Araujo, to uh, a Fiat or a Twingo. You don't have a Rolls Royce. You don't have a Rolls Royce, so yeah, not, you have not, to. Not anymore. Not anymore. That, that, that's what Virgil Van Dijk was. He was kind of the the uh the guy who held it you know the, who held the back down but he hasn't been that for you this year but not only that you have allison is in a no 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 but on paper no allison has been great the whole yeah. season but he's the type of goalkeeper that he can give you one or two mistakes the but type those of mistakes, mistakes does right. every single season yeah but those exactly. mistakes come in the worst time man then you have uh, Trent is not having a really good season, but who are you going to put Milner? But, but no. again, that, but that's what you but that's what you question. You know, you had your time since they won the Premier League in 2020. They haven't signed key players into each position that they needed that they knew that they needed. You know, City City does it in a, separate, a different way than Liverpool does. City thinks two years ahead of time to actually sign players and then maybe get them developed and then go so. Also. So you know, Nico, what one of our one of our uh, fans brings up uh, a question here for you directly, and, and oh, I think it's it's, a, it's an inch, yeah, it's it's Don Cafecito. He wants to know what what made you support Liverpool. So when I came to this country for the first time, it was two thousand and one. Um, we didn't have the the Argentina league wasn't around, so I couldn't watch any of the Argentina league because for some reason we didn't have cable in my house. Um, 
and uh, I started watching the Champions League uh, and, you know, um, getting to know different teams. And I found Liverpool very interesting. It's funny because at that during that season, we actually didn't play the Champions League. We played the UEFA Cup at that time and then we won it against uh, Deportivo Alaves. Alaves. It was one of the greatest one of the, one greatest, of the greatest finals I've ever yeah. seen. Ever. So that's that's the reason why I, I started becoming a I became a Liverpool fan. Yeah, that that game. If you didn't have a, if you didn't support a club, that that game make you, made you support a club. Uh, definitely, like definitely, yeah, definitely. But going back to the game, going back to the game, I think that, um, like I said, I don't feel well. We can say maybe the first half, but um, on go, the other go, hand, on know, the other you, hand, on the other know, hand. You know what you should go? Let, let's go with that. I think for the Liverpool problem and given into consideration, let's go and let's see the starting lineup. Is there, there anything different seeing the club? It's, uh, it's the same lineup. It's the same lineup that has won the past two games. You know, they, they played a derby. Yeah, but you didn't Everton. play Madrid the last two games. Well, you I didn't understand. play Champions League the but last what do two you games. Have, but what do you have on the bench that can make this team better? And that's when you and that's when you question, number one, the directors, FXG, and number two, Jurgen Klopp. For not actually demanding to sign players, look at look at look at the players that were on the bench. No, I see it. Milner, Keita, Firmino, Ox, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott. None of those players. None of those players Jota. are going to be factors. None of those players can no. come into a game and change the game Simicas, immediately. Carvalho, Matip. At least not anymore. Before, at least Keita could come in and get and, and offer no. you a little, at least a little no, bit something. Man. No, but since but that anymore. since that injury no. and and being in talks of contract uh, extension extension, uh, no, Keita no. has been no, no. lost. I'm done yeah. with that guy. I'm well, no, that but guy. that's what I said. That, that in in past times he could offer you something, but it's it's just not there anymore. Um, no. I, it, it, it brings me to a, an interesting question for you, Nico, and it's a topic that came out I think this weekend, or maybe even late last week. Was I think there was an offer we talked about the uh, an offer to to buy Liverpool. And the ownership has already come back and said, you know, Liverpool is not for sale. Um, you know, we're only interested in, in getting, you know, external money. But what do you think about that uh, as, as a Liverpool fan? You know, um, honestly, it is what it is at this point. They came out. They came out. Uh, I think it was yesterday. John Henry that said that they're not looking to actually sell. They're looking to actually have some more investors mm-hmm. to actually boost the club. But um I just don't think anything is going to change. I think they're going to go about it the way they've been doing, and you know, unfortunately, the the elite days for Liverpool are are, are kind of over because of that. Because the team's old, and you don't just need one or two signings. So they're actually probably going to go for Jude Bellingham. But at the end of the day, um, I think the restructure wasn't done on time, and we're going to start suffering from now on. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But but going back to the game though. Uh, we gotta we gotta actually praise the way that Madrid was actually poised and came back in the game because not it's not every team you know goes down 2-0 in the first 15 minutes and uh you know makes a comeback the way they did. If you say Mystica one more time, Mystique, Mystica, yeah. La Mystica de Madrid. I think it's true, man. You have to you have to I mean, you have to think about that. I mean, we, we, we've been hearing it how, how long how long Rolfi now in, uh, in, in the you know from look, look to be honest. Dude, Dude, from I'm only on. the wait, wait, wait. I'm talking. I'm with Nico in like ten different chats for for work and this uh this is football podcast and whatnot. Uh, he put Mystica in every single one of them. That's his excuse, Mystica. Forget about everything else. But 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 I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree. Madrid has, been, Madrid has been known for the team that makes comebacks. I know, I know. Correct? You're that's that, that team that. The team is dead, and you're like, eh, okay, he's dead. Let's go. No, you have to make sure he's dead. Score a couple more, and make it seem like the game is zero zero always against them. But you also have to have to watch how how you play uh, against that type of team. You know, I I think there's a few teams I know. I think Xavi with Barcelona, and not because I'm a Barça fan, but has found a way to play against that type of team. Or well, that's the weekend though. They're in the same league. In the, yeah, but they don't play every single day. They play right now. Right now, with Asayisha, a partidos with Copa del Rey, Liga, and and Copa del Rey. It doesn't matter. They they know who they are. You know, they're within the league, so you see each other. Come on, you can't say that they don't actually prepare more to so play you, Barcelona rather than a Liverpool. 
No, but, but, but you didn't. You tell me you don't know how Vinicius plays. You don't know how. Ben, oh, I, we I definitely I, know how Vinicius plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely so, do. Yeah, but, yeah. I know it's very difficult at home. Uh, Marky Vinicius, Benzema dropping down. Uh, Rodrigo, which was the surprise to in the lineup, starting with the, in the front three. Valverde played amazing today. Uh, he's coming back after the the little dip he had uh, during the World Cup and after. But today you had a. Um, Modric and Camavinga, man, yeah, also playing. Modric playing again, superb. So it's just that this player is actually what Modric Ramirez, is. Modric is, uh, yeah, dude, he's Modric 37 is too, else, man. So uh, 37 uh, years old and playing at that level. What Madrid has too is that everybody steps up. Your team today, what happened with Liverpool is that no one stepped up. You know, el el gol de Salah is, it's a mistake from Courtois, but. Uh, you, your goalie also did a mistake, you know, and yeah, so it's look, one one. It's canceled. It's canceled. Yeah, yeah, but look, the reaction is not. Canceled. It's been, it's yeah. been, the, it's been the whole season, Renny. You know, that's not going to change now. You know, we, know, we Liverpool, it, we Liverpool fans. You know, we we get for, for the slightest thing. You know, we get uh, excited. You know, and we won those two games. You know, against Everton and Newcastle, and we thought maybe there was a chance, but definitely no chance. No chance this season, guys. No, not 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 for you guys at least, but there will be a chance possibly for Napoli, who beat Eintracht Frankfurt uh, 2-0 today in what was uh, kind of just a, a regular normal normal game that you would expect them to win. Um, you know, we we all talked about um, you know seeing some some highlights and and reading some reading up on the game, uh, and that there was nothing you know nothing too crazy about. Uh, what had happened in the game? Um, I don't know if you uh, read anything different than I did. Uh, that you'd like to comment on that? No, no. To be honest, no. Yeah, no. That's, have, I mean, it's real, dude. It's, it's Can you guys it's imagine? Really not, not much can you guys? Say. Can you guys imagine if Napoli actually won the Champions it, League? Well, very, I mean, it's, I, it's very difficult to have a Champions League final like it was the Monaco Porto with Mourinho's Porto. Yeah, yeah, times have changed. There's yeah. been now. There's a lot of super teams, but they'll be they'll be like Locavacioneros, those dark horses, right? Like Napoli's the one right now. Yeah, right? I mean, look at Ajax from a couple years ago. You I know, mean, they yeah, were... but, but look at Ajax now. They may even make it out of the, their Champions League group. You oh, know? that's they because also... they sold their whole team. They sold the league. They sold, you know, they yeah. sold. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. and that happens. You're gonna have that, but but also Napoli is in uh, great shape. Although they were eliminated from Coppa Italia, but. They're what 13, 15 points ahead in uh, Serie A, so yeah. that that title is wrapped up. Uh, I would like to see a Napoli team against Real Madrid or a Bayern Munich if they pass or PSG if they pass. You know, we'll see next round how it plays out. Uh, Man, but, I think this team is serious. Just that we haven't seen them play against a big, big European team, and I'm not talking about Inter Milan and where they play in Serie A. So. Because Serie A right now nowadays is not like the most competitive league, you know. Ju- Juve, is, Juve is, uh, even with a without the deduction of uh, points, they're they're still very far. Although they had uh, some a uh, few good games, uh, Milan, Inter, they're not there, you know. So yeah, no, I don't uh, know, man. I don't know, uh, man. I think I think this team's serious, man. The Napoli team, yeah. I, think, I mean, I think they're very solid. They are, they are, but uh, I don't know, man. There's there's still a lot of a lot of big names left in the in the tournament. You know, Man City is still in there. Um, you know, like like Rolfi said, Real Madrid. Inter, Inter plays tomorrow, of course. Real Madrid, Chelsea, Dortmund. I mean, you still have uh, you know. You guys, plenty, don't, you guys don't think that you guys don't think that Napoli could actually beat a Chelsea or Dortmund right now? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I, I have no doubt, no doubt. I think Napoli. Is is extremely in 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 just you know they're they're just playing their game right now and I think they can beat anybody. So definitely, just, yeah, it, definitely. and especially because especially because you know like Renny said you don't know who you're gonna get drawn to next. You know they might get lucky again and get somebody like Porto or somebody like uh, um, I don't know Dortmund. Yeah, or or Benfica or Bruce or Benfica, yeah, definitely. right. I mean, or you could get AC Milan, which is which is you know somebody that that you're used to playing that could you know that that would actually be an interesting draw if if you would get Napoli versus an AC Milan or a Napoli versus an Inter. Um, I don't know if if those are possible, but if they are, I mean, it would be interesting to see you know 
th- those two teams go at it a couple times uh, outside of the league, no? Yeah, 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 yeah. But definitely, I, w- I would love to see Annapolis win. Oof. Dude, we-, we will have, like you said, it- wouldn't it be kind of crazy and odd? Argentina wins a World Cup in 2022 and Napolis wins the Champions League. And, and el scudetto, and el scudetto, right? And el scudetto, yeah. So, so, and and, and I mean, I mean, I'm, it's one year ago, and two Argentinians will be joined by another Argentinian in a little bit. But uh, and we'll we'll have to ask them about that. It would be pretty interesting. Is there somebody up there watching? Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, if it happens, it, it would be absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. So um, we have, and, and we have. I would dedicate an entire show just literally just to that topic. Yeah, yeah. So we we can say that we have uh three teams that have turned to well not three teams. Well yeah, maybe you can say Benfica is in uh at least two, right? To the next round of the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, definitely two. Napolis, I mean, Napolis and Madrid are right in, no? They're a I lot. Think so. yeah. I think so. I still think, you know, the the, the Bayern PSG uh is still open, you know, Milan Tottenham is still open, you know, it was only one zero, Dortmund Chelsea is still open. Um, and we'll see what happens with tomorrow's two games. Um, but really, yeah. those those are the only two. I agree with you, Nico and, and Dorothy. Napoli and, and Real Madrid seem to be the only two to, to be through to the next round. Yeah, yeah. So, no, a lot of interesting game. games coming up. Yeah, and tomorrow too. Tomorrow we have uh, Leipzig City. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in watching that game because City hasn't been the same this season, and I want to see what they're made of. And Leipzig is always Leipzig is always like that black horse, like like Rolfi said. I mean, they've they've been a, a surprise the last couple uh, couple of Champions Leagues. If I remember, they made it pretty far. I think it was a quarterfinal or semifinal, maybe a couple years ago. Um, so you know, you never you never know what what, what happened. What, you know what's gonna happen in Champions? It's pretty crazy. So, but let, let let's get into our next topic, which is our MLS power rankings. Before we get our guest on the show. Yeah. Um, because we have a lot of interesting questions for our guests and, and, you know, we want to get into these MLS power rankings that have come out um, over the last couple of days. You know, the three of us are extremely mad at the power rankings, especially, um, you know, where they have our local team ranked. So I don't know if you want to throw them up uh, in the production truck. If you somebody wants to throw up uh, one of the two conferences. The East Coast, right? The East Coast. The East Coast. Let's, talk, yeah. let's talk about the East Coast. That's the most, you know, the most interesting one. Um, you know, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Red Bulls, Orlando, NYCFC. So this is so this I is mean, so this is this is the the power ranking from um from from who? So I, from from what I know, this is the power ranking from uh, a bunch of different writers. Uh, they yeah, they got but right. What they did was they just did the average of what all the writers did. They put the high of what you know that each team was ranked and the low. Um. So that's why you get your average, and so, then so Miami, Miami is thirteenth. Wow, yeah. that's bad, guys. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah. the average yeah. by by the writers, their average is ten and a half. That's where they're ranked or, or what their average is to be at. That's why. Do you guys think that we are actually that low? I don't think so. I I have I have Inter Miami going to a playoffs and at least playing well. Now with the new playoff format, you never know how many games you can play, but. Uh, I I at least have uh, have us in the playoff. Then again, today Neville said, that, "Yeah, they have us 13, 14, 15 uh, last season too, and we ended up playing the playoffs." So, uh, with this, what I'm seeing here, I do have Philadelphia. I I like Philadelphia and Cincinnati up there. I don't I don't know about no leave leave the table, man. Don't take it off. I'm still talking about it. <laughs> uh, Rebels, uh, I like them there. I don't think. Uh, I think New England is going to bump up a couple uh, places, and I also think Nashville will go up a couple places too. I I have DC United actually going 15th. I don't have any hope on the DC United team more because I don't think it's a, it's a fit. The whole we we touched the subject before, but Montreal is a really good team. I'm surprised they have them so uh, they have Montreal so low. So yeah, this I is agree. so so the, one of the guys one of the guys commented that this is uh, uh the list of the Apple TV guys. Oh, mm-hmm. The MLS yeah, yeah, holders, the, their pundits. All right, all right. I'm surprised. Yeah. How, I'm surprised how high Orlando is and Cincinnati, because Cincinnati. Who did? Who does Cincinnati add to be so high up there? Up the no, but it's, but it's but is a is a good team. Yeah, right? That's the only guy that they added. Yeah, but that that, that doesn't give you 
uh, uh, a plus, you know, greener up or anything like that. Um, you know, one of our followers says that he thinks NYFC is, is way too high. I don't know if they're that, that high. Um, you know, they did lose, uh, Castellanos, but there is a rumor that no, Santi Rodriguez, added, yeah, that Santi added, Rodriguez is coming back. And they um, added Brian, Brian Cufre, they added Brian Cufre, who, which is a great player from Argentina, correct. coming from correct. Europe, actually. And also, uh, Matias Pellegrini has been playing really well. Another yeah. former Inter Miami player. Yeah. So and and that, you know that that could that could definitely be a topic that uh, that we're gonna you know talk about on, on a future show as well. Uh, former Inter Miami players that uh, that do well on their teams uh, that didn't do well here. But yeah. I mean, for me, I think Inter's ranked way too low. Um, I have them somewhere in the you know six, seven, eight range. Um, I think it really is going to depend on the summer transfer window if uh, if our sources come through and and you know that that lefty that we've been talking about. Uh, yeah, it could all change. Everything can change. You know? So I mean, you know, we're, we're we're kind of you know making predictions based on stuff that that you know we're we're not really sure about. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see really what what the summer transfer window brings, and I think we'll have a better idea of what's you know of of where everything is gonna you know kind of settle in the East sometime around the middle of summer. That's what I think. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. This I one, think- this one, this one, I'm in shock. And the reason why I'm in shock is because I thought that I thought that uh they ranked LAFC way too high, honestly, way too high, and they lost a lot of key players, man. Yeah, they I don't did. see, uh, and I'm I'm surprised people also have seen, uh, and I know that this is uh, Solana, yeah, uh, 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 too having Seattle so high. To be honest, I don't see Seattle going. They're kind of washed, yeah. They, I feel like they yeah. have a lot of play. They're kind of like Liverpool at the moment, you know. <laughs> well, look, no. I, I had I had Seattle as as my champion, uh, the, you know, that last week. That's what I said. I didn't have them on my on my board so high uh, on the Western Conference. I think they're more of a team that's you know made for the playoffs rather than the regular season, and so I had them a little bit lower on mine. I was surprised at Sporting Kansas City being so low. I was surprised at St. Louis being ranked, uh, ranked last. I had them a little bit higher at nine or ten. I think what the organization has done is fantastic, and they've set them up really for success. Um, you know, and 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 I think they're going to be a team to watch this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The team that the team that I think that is going to be uh, the surprise, and maybe they get maybe they get the supporter shield or the um, or, or one of the first two places. I think it's Porsche in Kansas City, man. I think that they're a surprise team. They're a sleeper team, and they, you know, they have a very solid team defensively first and offensively with Alan Pulido. Yeah, they they get um their DP, their striker DP back. You know, last game he played was in 2021, so it's been over over a year without without him. They get it back, and let's see Sporting KC how it does. What do you guys think about San Jose with uh with Lucci? You know, I think um, I think he's it's gonna be tough over there. I know, um, you know, the owner is not much of a big spender. Uh, they like to bring it through the academy. Um, you know, I, I know Lucci personally. I played with his brother uh, growing up, and and he coached me uh, for a few games. So you know, I I know he has the potential to be a great coach, but it's tough in this league when you know when you're not given the assets by your owner or by the front office. Um, it's tough to, to, to succeed because, you know, there are other owners that, that are giving their, you know, their managers, the, the, you know, the players that they need to, to, to go far in this league. So um, really it's going to depend on how well he can develop, uh, you know, develop those young players out there. He has a, he has an interesting, an interesting forward though. I'll tell you that he has a really interesting young forward out there to, uh, to keep in mind. So we mentioned, we mentioned him on the, on the show last week, but, He's one of the big surprise, uh, can, uh, big surprise candidates this year. Let me just tell you one thing with this format, new because it was official, officially, um, uh, it was official from MLS that a team, any team that is playing Concacaf Champions League, was almost also play League's Cup plus MLS. They're looking at uh, sixty games a year, which is a lot. And remember, there's uh, twenty senior players uh, that can only be in uh, in the roster. I think a lot of teams are going to run out of gas really fast, and keeping an eye on those uh, Champions League, CAF Champions League teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that could help out 
the teams that aren't playing those other tournaments in the actual low, you know, in, in our MLS local league, because those teams who aren't playing, you know, those, all those games are, are probably going to have a little bit more legs. Like you said, towards the end of the season, they could maybe push and, and take one of those teams, you know, that, that, you know, is on the border of getting in or getting out in and they can make a, a push themselves. So, you know, you make a really, really interesting point. What, one thing, you know, that I want to bring up about the MLS uh, you know, as we wait on on uh, Marcelo to to join yeah. us here, I know I know he was he, in practice. Yeah, he was in yeah. practice, and he's coaching. And he's, he coaches uh, under seventeen Colorado Rapids, uh, Colorado, Colorado, Colorado yeah. team, and cool. uh, they move his practice to a little bit later. So we're yeah, just yeah. waiting on him to to finish, and he'll join us. Absolutely. So yeah, one thing I want to get into, and it, it literally just came out. It's kind of breaking. Is this new MLS playoff format like? I started to read about it and I was like, hold on a second. There's a wild card game. And then, you know, that'll be one game. And then the first round of the playoffs is three games. And I was like, what three games? Why would you play three games? And then there can't be any ties. So if any of those games ends in a tie, you go to straight to penalties. Um, and then after that, it's just one game. Like what, 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 what is that? Like, why can't they just be I mean, normal it, and just play two legs? It's kind of, it's kind of like taking, it's kind of like taking the game into american sports you know like you're trying to add a little bit too much like to make it like either nba with their all-star and all that stuff or like the nfl with their new formats now i think i feel i feel like it's it's kind of like that like they want to take the 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 you know the actual sport that route you know the american way yeah yeah no, i i i i i mean you know one of our one of our fans over here says more money and and I mean, yeah, more games, be... uh, more games, more money. Yeah, Absolutely, but I mean, I, I actually posted something on Twitter and I want you guys to, to I don't know if you guys saw it, it was before the show, but um, I was responding to, to somebody else who was commenting on the new format. Um, and I said, you know, why don't they just do eight teams from each conference, uh, kind of like in the NBA, but just do two legs, a home and away, and, and you just eliminate each other, you know, and, and right there you're going to have 16 games, um, you know, at least in each conference, there's 32 games uh, just in the first round. And then as you get close, I mean, it's basically like a mini World Cup and then you do it that way. I think that would be a much a better way um, to to do the playoffs. I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of this. I think they're just trying, like Nico said, to do something new, something interesting, something fun. If they wanted to do that, I wish they would go back to the, uh, you know, the, the shootouts. The shootouts. We were talking about it yesterday about the old shootouts. I mean, I'd much rather watch a shootout after a zero-zero tie or a one-one tie than you know three playoff games. Um, or even you know, in the I was watching yesterday in the old All-Star games, they had uh, the the goalie. I don't know if you guys remember the goalie. Uh, the, the goalie, goalie shootouts. Yeah, the goalie, the goalie wars. wars. Yeah, where they were each there and they would throw it or yeah. kick it at each other. I mean, I was watching that. It, that was amazing. I mean, and now you start watching some of the, the things in the All-Star game and. I don't know. I just feel like it gets redundant. It gets boring. And they used to have so much more entertainment back in the day. And and I'm, I really want to talk to Marcelo about that because, I mean, the game really has evolved. And I don't know, has it evolved in in a better way here? Or, you know, in some ways, yes, maybe in some ways, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a fan, that, there was one of our guys that commented and commented a pretty interesting thing. He said, uh, do you guys believe that the MLS champion should be added to Copa Libertadores? I do, I do. The thing is, is very is more complicated thinking that should be in Copa Libertadores because there's already competition for the champions of MLS, Liga MX, uh, Liga Hondureña, uh, Costa Rica, and all that, which is Concacaf Champions League. It's already exists. So how do you do it? Uh, I think the pathway should be League's Cup. Winning, winning it can take you to Copa Libertadores because it's already a tournament between the two powerhouses. Uh, of uh, CONCACAF, which is USA and Mexico, you know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. personally, I think on this topic, I think there should be two MLS teams and two uh, league uh, teams from Liga MX in the Copa Libertadores every year. And then there should be two MLS teams and two Liga MX teams in the Copa Sudamericana every year. I think that's how it really should be. Um, I think it would make it interesting. I think really what what the big challenge here is going to be travel. I mean, if you have like the Seattle Sounders, you know, has to play against, I don't know, Montevideo Wanderers, 
to, you know, that that's a really long trip. And if you play on a Tuesday, but you have a Saturday game, you know, it's, it's the times. I don't know. It's just it's really rough on the players, especially when you're playing, like you said, almost 60 games just between, you know, your, your normal league matches, league, you know, League's Cup and, you know, CONCACAF Champions League. So it'd be fun, though. I, I'm not going to lie. I would I wouldn't mind seeing uh, um, a team maybe like Inter Miami going to play in La Bombonera or something like that. Absolutely. Or, or it would be great to see maybe um, some sort of like a club world cup of just uh, maybe like the, the top 12 or, or 20. Well, for it's, it's coming up. Uh, the club world cup, the club world cup, uh, that, that revamp one, the 32 right. team one, the Infantino uh, one that's, that's going to be done with, uh, with rankings and whatnot, you know? So right. uh, that's that. That also is uh, not a wake-up call, but uh, it's uh, it's a way for MLS teams to perform well, not only in MLS because uh, your ranking also depends on how you beat p uh, teams who are be better ranked than you, same as national teams. So at the end, uh, the League's Cup, CONCACAF uh, Conca uh, Champions League is uh, very, very important for all the MLS teams playing in it because uh, uh, you go up in that ranking and that will put you in that MLS, uh, in that uh, club World Cup. Right, right. All right, well, I think it's time for uh, for the moment that most of our fans are waiting Is for. It? I mean, it, it might be, but we, you know, we we've been talking, uh, we've been talking a lot of champions, a lot of stuff. But I think I think we might have him there. Um, let's see if in the production truck we can get him there. Yeah, it looks like he's there. Um, all right, there we go, Marcelo. Welcome, cello. Welcome to the show. Uh, cello. Yeah, welcome. All right, cello. Welcome to uh, this is football. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I sure, I'm sure you know these two guys. You don't know me, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll let them get started. <laughs> there you go. What's up, boys? Sorry about what? that. I was in a little bit of, uh, as you can see. Hey, we appreciate the time you take uh, off your day in order to be with us, you know. Uh, honor to have, any uh, An honor to have you here. Uh, you're a great friend, too. An amazing, uh, amazing friend, amazing uh, colleague and everything else. Uh, really happy to. Commentator, analyst player coach so very very happy to have you on this is football podcast i appreciate the invitation and copas libertadores would never work because of travel mexico tried it mexico tried it and they were just exhausted from having to get there tuesday wednesday come back play league games so but i would like to see it eventually i would but right now i think logistic logistically with League's Cup and with U.S. Open Cup and MLS yeah. and all the tournaments that they have going on right now, I, I don't see it being, first of all, financially viable to to a lot of MLS teams. Right. Yeah. yeah and I, I think that's what that's what I had I mentioned uh, before you came on. And you know, it's it's really like like they said, it's an honor to have you on the podcast. Um, uh, really uh, growing up watching you play, you know, the '94 World Cup, uh, watching you play on the on the old Colorado Rapids teams, uh, you know, it's, it's really an honor. And, you know, I, I have a lot of interesting questions. We all do. And, uh, Fire I mean, if you don't mind, yeah, if you don't mind, I mean, really, I, I did a lot of, I did a little bit of my research on you. You know, I saw, you know, coming out of college, you played a year with the San Diego Nomads, um, you know, before you ultimately made your, your professional debut with uh, the San Francisco Bay uh, Blackhawks. Yep. And, and really, I'm, I'm curious to know, you know, now there's so, you know, we have the MLS league before we didn't have that. Um, you know, we have the draft. There's a lot more, I guess, uh, opportunity for younger players to, to make it to the <clears throat> professionals. Um, how, you know, how have you seen that transformed, you know, over the last 20 to 30 years, you know, from when you started to, to, you know, now that it's, it's almost, you know, you got kids playing absolutely everywhere and the opportunities are almost endless. Um, listen, we didn't have that many opportunities. The only place you really played was high school. College coaches would come watch you there. You would play ODP if you were lucky enough to, to make the ODP. So the opportunity now between the academies, MLS Next, MLS Next Pro, USL, um, there's opportunities for kids in so many different, not every, listen, everybody's pathway is different. Not everybody's going to be a pro. Not everybody's going to play on the national team. Uh, not everybody's going to play in MLS, but there are different levels where you can um, live that dream that we all have of playing professional soccer. So for me, um, lucky enough and blessed enough, we'll say, the right place at the right time. Coaches saw me play 
They took me to the under-20s. From there, I went to the full national team. I went to San Diego State. But uh, to, to see the opportunities that all of these young men and women, let's be honest, men and women now because of the uh, NWSL and possibly what USL is going to do in a few years, forming that other league to open up opportunities and jobs for people that uh, – um, if you want something, if you want to play soccer, there's more opportunity now to be a pro than there ever was. Yeah, I totally uh, agree. Go, Nico, you can take it. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Um, what do you think, uh, Cello? I know you coach uh, <clears throat> young kids. Um, yep. So, uh, and we see this uh, this happening in Europe, and I want to know if we can see it in MLS soon. Being that MLS uh, uh, right now, the path is somewhat easier, but not not for yeah. everyone. You have the Gavis, the Pedris, this 16, 17, 18, yeah. Uh, yeah. 19 year olds playing, and not only playing and getting 10, 15, but playing and being starters and being star yeah. stars in their team. Do, do do you see that happening in MLS anytime soon? Even that you you see the, all the players um, from different academies because Colorado plays against uh, yeah. other other teams. So yeah, I, I want to know if you you see it coming uh, in to the it's, MLS. It's, it's been coming for a while. The homegrown players, the younger players, the 16, 17, 18 year olds. If you look at what Dallas has done, Philadelphia yeah. with Paxton and but uh, Pommy Call from Dallas and uh, Aronson from Philadelphia. The problem is, is you're developing them at 16, 17. By the time they're playing with the under-20s, they're playing yeah, right about the under-20s, the under-17s. They've already been scouted by European clubs, which is awesome. I think that's uh, that puts us into the world market now that people are coming over here and buying our players and taking our young 17. Look at Pulisic. Look at Weston. Look at uh, Tyler Adams. Look at all the young players that have left the academies, MLS, to go to Europe. So I think it's proving nowadays that What we're doing here is we've obviously scratched the surface of how we're doing things and how we're developing players that younger, younger players are going over to Europe for not a hundred thousand, not two hundred thousand. You're looking at between four and about six million dollars worth of sales. So we are we're in the we're in the world market finally of trading and, and bringing players in and transferring players out. So we're we just have to keep developing and doing what we're doing. Yeah, and no, that's absolutely, good, and that's good news for a national team because then you get all all our our players having that international uh, Champions League, Europa League, uh, any type of tournament, uh, Euro European leagues, yep. and getting that playing time, you know. And once they come here, you get that that difference in and how to play when yep. you play against Mexico, Honduras, Costa Rica, and all all the teams that you're gonna play. Yeah. Well, that's and, the that's the important part. You just don't want to sell them, and then they sit on the bench. That used exactly. to happen. 10 years ago. Now every player is an impactful player and the majority are getting lots of minutes. So I think we've seen the change of that last generation of national team players that didn't qualify for Russia compared to this younger generation who is getting a lot of playing time and are players that are finally impacting their leagues. Yeah, like the... Well, sorry, like the like the like Pepe. Pepe uh, decided to go to a less lower level team yep. league. And look at him. He's banging goals, and he, he for sure will get his chance back in the U.S. men's national team. So We'll, we'll see. We'll see. You never oh, know. We're three and a half know. years away. There's yeah. no qualifying. Well, I, but so, we have that Nations League coming up against Granada and yeah. El Salvador. You know, that's yeah, a good but again, spot. again, we can't uh, – we can't we, – we put – unfortunately, we put a lot of these kids on a pedestal. They score against – they score in CONCACAF, mm -hmm. and now we're thinking he's the next thing since sliced bread. And the only way you know what kind of level he's at is where he's playing in Europe. And then when he does play against good, good international competition, how does he do? Copa America is going to be a great opportunity, a great yeah, test for a lot of these that. younger players, be it Pepe, be it, you know, Jesus Ferreira, be it uh, whoever it is. That's where you're going to see who stands out and who can, who is ready to take that number nine shirt. Talking about that, talking about that nine iron shirt, uh, there's been recent talks that um, the the French kid, the guy that plays at Lille, he might yep. be called up to the national team. I think that would be a really good option because I don't think we really have a striker at the moment, right? 
we we have strikers, but we don't yeah. have a we don't have a striker striker uh, to buy. But I think when you go back and you say this kid's got to make up his mind what country he wants to represent, just like when you talk about Musa, Musa had opportunities. Gio Reyna had opportunities to go to different places. So the important yeah. thing is is to see where he wants to play. And uh, and again, it's the same thing as you, the rivalry between USA and Mexico trying to get players. What yeah, players yeah. can you bring in? What players will stick? And uh, we'll see. Right now, we've got to keep looking and searching for that nine because I think we have everything else on that team except for a pure goal scorer. Do you like Brandon? Brandon Vasquez? Um, I'd like to see him play at a higher level than playing in the January camps. Mm -hmm. I think he did enough to to merit an opportunity to be on that uh, on that uh, Copa America team for the U.S. But you got to wait and see how he's how his form is when he gets into MLS. Yeah. Yeah, we also got to see who who we name uh, as as men's international coach, right, uh, Cello? Because, I mean, right now it's all up in the air. Um, I mean, I don't know who your favorite is, or, or you know who who you think uh, might be the favorite uh, on our side. You know, we only read you know what's out there in, in social media and in the news. Yeah, you know, we've heard Bielsa as, as an outside candidate. You know, we've heard Jesse Marsh, we've heard Jim Curtin, we you know even uh, Brian Schmetzer. Uh, even uh, Giovanni uh, Savaresi. So, I mean, we've got a lot of names out there. Um, yeah. I don't know. Who, who do you think? I even heard Terry Henry the other day. We uh, talked about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was asked. He was CBS. asked. On, on yeah. Here's the deal. It depends on if you want the easy choice. If it's an easy no-brainer, then you take Jesse Marsh. Right? That's okay. a no-brainer. He's yeah. an American coach. He's been in Europe. But you're still three and a half years away. You don't have any qualifying. By next year, by this summer, by the end of this year, when you're getting ready for Copa America, then I feel that you need to have that guy that's going to start getting this team ready towards that World Cup. And that's just me. I don't think we're in a rush. We're in a panic. That we need a coach right now, right now, right now. So coaches at the end of this year, are going to be out of contracts. You know, somebody talked about Jurgen Klopp. Why not? Mourinho, why not? Why not take a look at them? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially because they're big names. They're like the sexy name, right? And I feel like having the World Cup in, you know, 2026 be in the U.S., yeah. you kind of have to have a, a, a well-known coach, right? Um, I think, here's, here's my opinion, and this is just my opinion. We keep hiring new coaches, right? Coaches that have never coached in a World Cup. And now we've got players that have experience in a World Cup. So at what point do we hire a coach who's already been there, done that, has been successful in a World Cup, that knows what it's going to take to prepare a team for the World Cup, what's going to help us prepare this team to get out of the group stage and into the next phase and into a quarterfinal. So, you know, uh, I think we need a coach with a little bit of already World Cup experience and, and some success in the World Cup. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see who who becomes available then, uh, you know, as as the year goes on. Because you know, right now, there's not too many that that might have that uh, that experience out there. Exactly. Uh, so you know, and and also, I mean, we're still without a GM, and we're still without a president, or you know, without. Yep. Uh, so so you know, we got we got to figure that out as well. Um, one question I'm dying to ask you, man. I'm I'm from Uruguay. Uh, I'm a big Tab Ramos fan. I know you shared the locker room with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what was it like sharing the locker room with with Tab Ramos, with Alexi Lalas, you know, with with guys like this? Um, you know, all of us that have seen you play, you know, seen you guys play, we're all just wondering, what's it like sharing the locker room? You know, is it the same thing as like what we go through, you know, on our Sunday league games, or you know, is it, is, you know, is is it a little bit crazier than that? Like, you know, you guys listen to some crazy music in there. I mean, nah. Listen, we become friends initially when we came in together. It was just getting to know who each other. And when you're in a World Cup cycle from 94 to 98, you become friends. You learn each other's tendencies. You know, you know each other's families. Um, the music in the locker room. 
back then I can tell you there was no salsa being played or anything like that. So <laughs> it was a lot of ACDC. It was a lot of uh, Motley Crue, that kind of stuff. Who who uh, who who controlled the music? I, I feel like Alexi would control the music. I don't know why, but Alexi and Kobe. Uh, see, Kobe. Uh, Alexi and Kobe, Kobe took care of that. Okay, yeah. okay. See Every once in a while, Ronaldo would jump in with uh, with U two. He would jump in with his U two <laughs> song, but <laughs> you got him. We had County Crows. We had all those. So it was a different era. Absolutely, man. I'm sure. I'm sure nowadays, you know, the you know. It's, uh, you know, they might be listening to us, you know, maybe some EDM or some hip hop, you know, something definitely different. Yeah, they definitely got different music than we did. That's for sure. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Going, going so. back to that, going back to that World Cup, uh, to that time, you know, to that World Cup, um, we had a fan that, that came out and said and asked a question. Um, how was it? How was that Columbia game for you guys? Uh, um, it was... Um, Nerve-wracking? You want to go with that? Let's go with uh, – we've never beat him before leading into that World Cup. So just different, you know what I mean? It was one of those uh, games where we knew we needed a win or at least a tie. We needed something in that group. And uh, when we walked out there, you could see the first five minutes. We were a little nervous. We ended up uh, saving one off the line. And uh, it was, as the game went on, we felt, I think that if you watch the game, we got a little bit more confident. We got a little bit more settled. And, you know, again, it's unfortunate. A little bit of luck goes a long way. But at the end of the day, um, we needed to get a job done. And it was not easy. It took a team effort. It took to the last 90th minute to make sure that we – got what we needed those three points because those three points automatically put us into almost the next group because they were taking third place teams so you know that um it was just one of those games that you go back and you'll replay it in your head all the time you know what i mean how 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 difficult it was because of the fact you knew the pressure that columbia had you knew the pressure that they already had with losing the first game. And uh, hi, boys. Sorry, the dogs. My dogs are here. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Welcome to the podcast, boys. So you can see my boy, my boy. So it was, um, it was complicated. I'll be honest with you. It was, um, it was, yeah, we, we just say that we were very lucky at times with saving that ball off the line, Mike Sorber and, uh, and Fernando. And Tony came up with some big saves. Tab with a uh, fantastic ball into Ernie Stewart, who scores a fantastic goal. And, uh, you know, someone uh, someone above us kept an eye on us. How's that? Yeah, and, and coming up, yeah, but coming off that win, you know, or coming off that game with Colombia and with that momentum and, and then playing Brazil. Um, well, we screwed know. up. Let's be honest. We screwed up. Well, well my, my, my if, question if is we, if we beat or if we tie Romania, we don't get Brazil. No, but but you did, but you did, and and look, you guys had the chance to beat Brazil. There's no doubt about it. I have zero doubt in my mind if Branco doesn't break Tabramos's nose and doesn't get that red, you guys beat Brazil. I have no doubt in my mind, no doubt. Because I'm you glad, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you don't have a doubt in your mind. <laughs> so I know it already happened or anything Listen, like I'm, that. I'm no. gonna, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you this: they played with ten men, and it still felt like they had twelve on the field. And that's you- how good. That's how good they were. How come nobody ever got Branco back? Just out of, just out of curiosity. I mean, I, I you know he was out of the game. He got the red card when he no, got the. Uh, no, nah, listen. It, it wasn't. It wasn't about payback. It wasn't about anything. We, you know, I think that when you go back and look at that play, he throws an elbow. Um, Tab's kind of ducking. If he would have gone after me, he would have nailed me in the chest. Tab was Tab Tab was ducking. He was going for the ball. He was a little low. He threw it. He got what he deserved after the game. He went to supposedly, I think he called or he went to the hospital and saw Tab and apologized. So okay. what are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's, it's just it's part it's of unfortunate. The game. It's just, I don't know if it's part of the game, but it was unfortunate that it happened. We just couldn't unfortunately capitalize on it. We, <clears throat> we tried. We 
did everything we could. I think we came close a few times. Then listen, if you go back to that game, we made one mistake, man. We let, them through, we, let them, yeah. we let them through the middle of the field one time. You know, Romario gets the ball. He runs right there. He drags me out. I've got to go close him down. But Beto pulls off and away from Lexi. And next thing you know, he goes far post. And that's the one mistake we made in 90 minutes or 98 minutes, whatever we played. That's the one mistake we made. And they punished us for us. That's, that's how good they are. They punished us with one mistake. Yeah. That was really unfortunate. Yep. So um, what do you do? I, I want to go. I want to go into a more fresh topic. Um, um, we have the MLS starting this week. Yep. Uh, I wanted to know. I wanted to know more or less your your candidates. Your candidates to actually go all the way this year. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, I have. I picked on my poll already. I think I have. Uh, Philadelphia is one of the top, like always, we all know. I had Cincinnati up there. I even had Toronto up there with a few bodies that they've brought in. Okay. Orlando, I think when you look at this group, is dangerous. Um, on the West, I don't know how you can go against LAFC right now. Well, they've got, uh, they've got. Uh, I think Seattle's going to be tough. Um, don't, I think, don't you feel? Don't you feel like LAFC lost a bit with, with you know with the departures of Arango, with Chicho Arango, uh, Arano, and uh, yeah, but you got to look at what everybody else is bringing in. Has anybody else really brought in big time? Austin will be a candidate. You know what I mean? Seattle with Jao Paulo back. So it, it'll, it'll, like I said, I, I don't see a clear cut favorite yet. Maybe Philadelphia because they're returning almost everybody. Okay. You know what I mean? So, but I, this year, I got to be honest, I, I, I still sticking with, I think Cincinnati's going to do something, something interesting. I think Cincinnati could do something interesting, but I think, like always, you're going to find a dark horse. Who's the dark horse this year? You know what I mean? Yeah. We're hoping yeah. Inter Miami. We're hoping, yeah, Inter Miami does some. Oh, no, man. Iguain, Iguain went on fire when things calmed down and. Towards the end, you know, he was going to retire. He, he, I mean, he killed it. <clears throat> he killed it. Who's going to yeah. take his place? Who's going to score goals? I mean, we well, got hopefully Joseph. Martinez. Yeah. Well, again, we're hoping. You know what I mean? So, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't see any any team right now that I. Yeah, I, I, I still go with Philadelphia, LAFC, maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, a Cincinnati. And, uh, and then a few other teams or candidates. But again, transfer window opens up. Somebody goes by as a player or two, and all of a sudden they become a candidate. So, um, Well, one last question before we let you go. Yeah, man. Um, we're talking, we were talking a lot about jerseys uh, over the last uh, couple episodes. And, um, you know, we, we're <clears> too <throat> happy with a lot of the new jersey, jersey releases. And uh, okay. we're kind of throwing up some pictures of some old Colorado Rapids jerseys of uh, uh, you there. Uh, yeah. You know, what, what do you think, you know, your opinion on the jerseys from, you know, back in the day versus the jerseys today? Um, you can't compare, bro. Are you kidding me? My <laughs> jersey, when I started sweating and we were playing back at uh, in Tampa – and all those places, those jerseys weighed 100 pounds. As soon as you started sweating, they started dripping down. Nowadays, you got this dry fit that pulls the moisture away from you. So this, I mean, let, let's be honest. The, 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 it's a little bit more modern now, the, the quality and everything. But back then, they were, they were, it was, I think there might have been some sort of cotton blend with polyester. And they weighed, even the shorts weighed, the socks were thick. So... But no. in terms of in terms of the design and stuff, would you say that the design, at least back then, they had some more out of the box and said, like right now, everything seems like a cutter, whereas you know it's got the three Adidas lines and they're kind of like all well, we're, we're, yeah. We're back, it's, you know. it, well, remember back then you had you had different companies. We had Kappa, there was right. Nike, there was Adidas. We had Puma at one point, so I think you had a little bit more ability to be creative per team, right? Yeah, so yeah. now I think that now it's a little different. I mean, I do like some of the retro ones that have come out. I do like the Bruce Lee one that Seattle put out there. I do like the New York Red Bulls one. Do you guys okay. not? 
Yeah, no, oh. definitely. I mean, I, I mean, I like the the. I like the, the LA Galaxy one. one. Oh, I got LA. the Galaxy one too, the green one. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the special one that they're gonna use, the white one with flowers on it now because of the rose ball. I feel like that's a little bit too much. Oh no, 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 not that, that, that one. No, I, I like the DC one. United the cherry blossom jersey. I thought it was. Oh, there it you was go. A, it was a nice touch. A nice touch to the city, but. Um, but all right, man. We're we're gonna let you go. One la the last question, and it's coming from one of our one of our fans here. They want to know better hair, you or Alexi Lalas? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, I take Cello all day, every day. I don't know, man. That's a tough one because we're both pretty ugly. <clears throat> so, I would think mine was more just average. I think that with the fro and the goatee, it just made. Lexi, Lexi. So I'm going to have to go with Lexi. I think had a little cooler hair than I did. All right. We'll take your word for it. All right. All right, Cello, man. We really appreciate you coming on. No problem, boy. Sorry about being a little late. No, thank you. appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate your time, man. Thank you, Cello. All right. Have a good one. All right, guys. Well, I know, Renny, I know you have to go. You have some work to get to. So uh work to get to. Danny, so, I'm surprised. Are you still in Ecuador or something, dude? No, you're man. Changing, not... You're changing your background every single day. Yeah, man. So actually, um, I actually got back from Ecuador uh last week. Um, I will have you know what happened I, to those names that you said I that did you were promised some up? names. I did, yeah. We had we had a very, 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 you know, a, a you know, a show that was full of stuff. So maybe we'll save it for next week. Um, we'll have a special episode um coming Friday. up next Monday, most likely. All right. um, it'll Friday, be my, Friday, the it'll, Spanish episode. Not only that, but I'll be taping, guys. I'll be at Drive Pink on, on Saturday for my first time. We'll be there very early. Um, and I will be taping basically my entire day and my entire experience at Drive Pink Stadium for the first time. So I hope to have a beautiful right. time with La Familia. Um, I hope to eat some choli pans. Uh, yeah, they're good. They're good. That's at the a, that, I think that's the reason why you're going to the drive pink. <laughs> you know, you know, you know why I'm going, man. <laughs> so, and, and we'll get those names for for you know for you guys next week. Uh, but I appreciate you know we appreciate what uh, you know you guys being on the show with us. We appreciate Cello, all the fans out there that have been watching. Everybody, don't forget to like uh, and subscribe on our on our YouTube channel. Hit the little notification icon. That way, you know when, when one of our new videos comes up. Um, but you know, once again, this is Danny for This Is Football. Peace. Mama Real Inter. <laughs>